Hello everyone, this is Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, the weekly podcast for anyone currently experiencing trauma, pain, shame, guilt, anger, and wants to eradicate these negative emotions. I'm your host, Grace Opa. I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Welcome listeners to another thought-provoking episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. After a lifetime of being subjected to various forms of abuse, starting with her parents, then progressing onto a succession of violent men and a particularly brutal husband, it is unsurprising that Pauline is skeptical of ever finding a genuinely loving partner with which to share her future. Despite being made to leave university after less than a year because her lazy controlling husband was incapable of being a responsible father eventually having her children taken from her soon afterwards, and then having various opportunities to pursue a career thwarted, she had nonetheless managed to find affirmation as a journalist, chef, and cookery writer. After surviving decades of abuse, it is therefore unsurprising that Pauline has a history of mental health issues, and after being sectioned under the Mental Health Act, has spent several spells in hospital after being diagnosed with schizophrenia. Pauline's story is probably the most prolonged and distressing account of systematic domestic abuse, physical, sexual, mental, racist and controlling that Raza has encountered to date. That only one of her perpetrators has so far been prosecuted and convicted while her parents, ex-partner, ex-husband and various former boyfriends still walk the streets freely is a savage and all too common indictment of the UK's inept judicial system that continually fails to protect the most vulnerable in society, specifically women, girls and children in Pauline's case. Is a society better than this or is it a fair and accurate illustration of what it has either always been or it has become? Either way, If this is the current reality, we are no longer better than the societies we lecture and denigrate for being backward for their oppression of girls and women, domestic abuse and even femicide. Are you just pretending that we are genuinely committed to eradicating abuse or are we just sprouting merely mounted words when all the evidence indicates that a lot more can be done? Are we really a society that systematically treats the victimization of women and girls as normal and therefore prepare to accept it and let the perpetrators continue? My guest today was born in Somerset to Chinese parents who came to the UK from Hong Kong to open a restaurant. She dropped out of university because her husband wouldn't let her and he was not capable of taking care of their children. Despite this, she has made a career for herself as a writer, journalist, as well as a chef. Thank you for willing to share your story on my podcast. Welcome, Pauline. Thank you. (laughs) Kindly tell me a bit about your growing up. I was born in Yewu, Somerset. Then at the age of eight, okay, I um, uh, moved to Dorset, okay, and um, and then uh, I went to British schools, okay, uh, state schools, 
most of my education comes from all of my education actually comes from the UK, yeah. And from an early age, I witnessed my dad beating up my mother, okay, putting a cleaver to her throat. I've seen, I witnessed so much violence, so much abuse all my life, okay. And uh, it's every type of abuse you can think of, okay. Yeah, I've experienced it, yeah. Um, and um, my life has always been traumatic, okay? But how I'm not insane after all this, after all I've been through, is beyond me, okay? How, how strong I am, okay? I don't know how I've defeated it, not being, not being driven insane and killed myself right now, okay? And I don't take no drugs. I don't take no illegal drugs. I don't drink alcohol much. I take it or leave it. I don't smoke cigarettes. Anyone else that's been through what I've been through would have done all that. I'm really sorry to hear about all you've been through. It's, um, it's horrific. I know you've just spoken about what your dad did to your mom. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you, what role did your parents have in the abuse you suffered and when did it start? You said it started when you were quite young. I remember when my dad was beating my mother up and putting cleaver to her throat between the age of one and two, I remember. I'm that early, I remember. Uh, so I was uh, so shocked, yeah. And my dad started beating me up at the age of four years old. Painting you a picture. All I had was painting a picture. No, I'm not. I've got an older sibling, my brother, my older brother. He's a doctor, like a GP in London, but he won't help me. Not my situation, my horrific situation. I'm still in. And he wasn't helping your mum when your dad was beating up your mum? We, we were only small, we were children. We dare not stand up to our parents. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a cultural thing. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So what what sort of abuse did you suffer from the men who were fathers to your children? Rape, mostly rape after a shower, have children with them, uh, been forced to have children with them by scare tactics and control and making me feel like um, I was trapped. Okay. So it's a kind of torture then? Yeah, making me feel trapped. Okay. Okay. In a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So and keeping me poor, they were. They had money, but I'm not allowed any money. Stopping me from leading a normal, successful life, in other words. I tried university, my ex-husband stopped me going to university because I believed, looking back at it, he was seething with jealousy that I was better than him. He got no qualifications to his name and he's not, not worked even, ever. He's that lazy, yeah. So when you were still married to him, you were the one doing all the work? Yeah. I was trying to get us out of 
rented accommodation the council housing okay by pursuing a good career in journalism and media yeah and um i went to university and studied all that and a few months down the line he stopped me from coming did he give you any reasons for this he said to me he said i'm not going to go and collect our children from school or nursery said it's uh uh, you got to come all the way back from the other side of London to um, collect them. What I should have done, looking back at it, report him to social services and, they, and the GP. Okay. And then he would have ended up homeless, okay, and be behind bars. I was trying to do something to try and get us out of uh, rented accommodation. And be a good life, yeah, a yeah. successful life. I was trying to be the breadwinner. He wasn't. He didn't want to work, and he didn't want me to work. He didn't want me to do anything with my life. He wanted a slave. He didn't want a wife, and he didn't want a, a, a successful person in his life. Jealousy. When I'm a good mother. When my daughter was 12 years old, she's 26 soon, okay? Coming up this 26th in June. Okay. Um, I put her through perform professional performing arts school, professional dance school, Britain's Got Talent audition, uh, private violin lessons, private tuition. And I was cooking and baking every single day in, for my children, yeah? I got four children all together. Uh, and I was doing their laundry, I was doing all housework every single day, doing this shopping, school runs, all by foot. My parents wouldn't let me have a car, okay? Because they were living nearby, okay, and they, and, and, um, and they made me do everything on foot and rely on them for transport. I had to go further afield, yeah. Controlling. My parents were in on that. To have my children stolen from me and turned against me. Uh, then my parents are toxic. I don't want nothing to do with them. They're not, nothing so, but troublemakers there. Too. Did they tell you why they did this to you? Spitefulness. Because I ran away at 18, okay? To get away from my dad beating me up. And then I got married to a white person, okay? And he, and um, they're punishing me for that, and they're punishing me for having mixed race children in the family. I think called race, they're racist now, especially my mother. My mother is definitely racist. So they were not happy that you married a white man, yeah, behind their backs. Okay, I was forced to marry him, by the way. I didn't want to marry him, not unless he could keep the job done and support us all. So who forced you to marry him? He did. He said, if you didn't, I will have our daughter taken away from you. Blackmailed me. Yeah. I was very young at the time. And naive. He knew I didn't want to marry him. He knew that. Because I uh, knew, because I thought to myself, thought, I'm not marrying him unless he can 
prove he can support me and the children. And was he able to prove that? No, he never tried. So what happened to the men who abused you and your children, especially the father of your first child and your ex-husband? Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend ex first, okay. and then my ex-husband. Okay. So were they, uh, were they pr persecuted? No, they persecuted me. <laughs> so they've not been convicted then? No. Why well, not? I've reported them to the police since from the police i haven't even heard back from them so which means you're telling me they escaped uh justice uh well not totally because when i do take them to court okay when these international over 30 international lawsuits have won their cases i would be going forward with mine and they have no evil bugger has a chance in hell against me, not mountain of evidence I've got against them. And I've got a scientific proof too, to prove that these things have been happening. I've got the medical proof too. Okay. So you've got both um, evidence. I've got, I've, got so, I've got so much evidence. I've got photographic evidence, video evidence, paper mm -hmm. evidence, scientific evidence. Anything medical. you think of. Yeah, okay. I've got it. Okay. I covered my back. Okay. So why were your children taken off you? Did social services become involved? They did. They did. Okay. And um, they, I was all ganged up on, okay, by social services, my parent, my brother, um, my ex-boyfriend that I had after my ex-husband, after I divorced my ex-husband. Um, this ex-boyfriend was beating up my son, okay, who was only six at a time, and trying to seek my daughter. As far as I'm concerned, well, I don't know, okay, what, what happened, okay? Only my daughter and him knows what happened. She said he didn't have sex with her, okay, and said that um, he got in bed and got in her bed when I was um, in hospital at night for a coil infection, and... And um, that's it. She doesn't know. She hasn't told me what else has happened. But she won't speak to me. She hasn't spoken to me in twelve years. She's been brainwashed by her dad, a real dad. And she didn't tell anybody else apart from. When it went, you it went to court. Okay, we found out in court. You've been to court. Yeah, over this. Yeah. So what was what was the outcome? He got 15 years in prison. I got I got done for ABH on a minor, even though it wasn't me that touched him because I was in hospital at night, okay? It couldn't have been me, impossible. And I was bleeding with a coil infection. I was really weak, so I couldn't have beaten up anyone. Okay, and I was bleeding, by the way. Okay. And I was in so much agony, pain. And um and it, he got 15 years. And he went on to the child sex offenders register. And I got ABH and minor of, and um, suspended sentence for 12 months and three months electronic tagging for diminished responsibilities. Okay, but they knew I didn't beat him up. Okay, they knew that. Okay, but I was set up, okay, by my ex boyfriend. 
He set me up, set me and children up to destroy my family unit purposely. And he thoroughly enjoyed it. He welcomed them in the house, our house. And when we were being gangwalking, he was laughing. He was enjoying it, watching it. And it's he was terrible. looking at child porn on the internet as well. Like ordering child porn material from, from the internet, okay, delivered to the house. What? I was towards, I only found out towards the end of the marriage. And he wasn't prosecuted. Well, he it can still change when I take him to court. He will be crucified by then. It will all change, still can change. This is terrible. I'll have a massive court case. At the moment? I will, not yet. Okay. It ain't the right time. I'll do it now. I'll get locked up for life. I'm not getting locked up for life. Okay. So have you suffered abuse from all men you have had relationships with? Yes. So there's not been any exceptions at all? No. They were all honey trappers and love agents, not relationships. I've been told by my friends. They said they weren't relationships. They never wanted you. They wanted to use and abuse you and steal from you. Did you receive help from the medical profession? No. No medical profession, no mental health, no no one. You make very important points that needs to be said over and over about how abuse affects women, people generally, and especially when you're being a target. Mm, that's even worse than domestic violence, even much worse. I've been through domestic violence and I've, I've been going through cyber torture too. I've been going through everything. I've had everything, but I've been told I'm really strong to stay sane, alive, and keep getting on with my life and trying to make the best out of a really bad situation and focusing on my skills. Yeah. Living on my own, looking after myself, not going down a drink, drugs, or smoking avenue. I don't do any of that, okay? Okay. Most people will turn to that, okay? Going through what I've been through. But I'm not. I know that isn't a good coping mechanism. Only thing I'm addicted to is good food. <laughs> okay. So, so, so have your experiences made you weary of... Um... And giving you a uh, dislike for men. Yeah, I don't. I don't really trust men totally. There are good men out there, but a few and far between. It's finding them. Yeah. So have you found? I'm looking when they're trapped in the bad one. So I've given up. You've given up. Yeah. Given up from finding the partner. <laughs> so would you say this? Um, experience has left you with long-term physical or mental effects? It's given me more PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's given me diabetes and chronic radiational health symptoms and occasional radiation burns, okay? I, my doctor did say to me verbally it's radiation dermatitis, but when it came to writing it in my medical records, he mm. just put dermatitis. No doctor will admit to radiation. I'm really sorry to hear all this. So have you had counselling or therapy? And there's no low-cost counselling sessions around you? 
there might be. I haven't looked into it. I've been trying to go through the mental health system to actually get the counselling or therapy because that'd be free, yeah? But they won't give it to me. I'll ask or see cognitive behavioural therapy. They won't even give me that, okay? Which, which everyone benefits from, from thinking in a more positive way when you're traumatised, especially. Yes, yeah? yes. So, but is this something you would want to look into? I want though? that. I want cognitive behavioural therapy. Okay. Because when I feel traumatised, I feel quite negative about myself, okay? And the only, uh, only way to combat that is either keep busy or seep it off. Yeah. And talk to someone about it. I'll see, I'll see if I can arrange something with regards to you having CBT therapy. Yeah. Okay. So how have you fought back against the adversity you have suffered? Focusing on my skills, getting on with my life. Best I can. Trying to work. Yeah. Writing cookbooks. Getting them published. So can you tell me more about that? I know you said you do food blogging. Can you speak more about that then? I the first book I published was um a unique Asian fusion cookbook. It's uh to do with Western recipes turned a bit Asian, okay? Okay. And um the second book and third book is to do with health. Second book is lactose-free, gluten-free, and for suitable for diabetics in one book. No one's written one in one book in the world. And the third one is to do with immune system boosting, which is relevant to the times we're living in now with COVID and everything, yeah? Okay. And um, the fourth book is Ancient Recipes Turned 21st Century. I'm still, wow. I'm writing the fourth work on it, oh, yeah. That's quite interesting. So are, are they published? Only one was published, but I had to fire the publisher because he was, um, they were actually overcharging me, okay? And also kept trying to con me. Everything I wanted them to do, they would charge me a very high, hefty price, okay? And I thought, no, nah, you're just calling me. You are. Yeah. So I had to fire them. So what I'm doing is trying to republish a first book and then and my second and my third book. And when I finish writing my fourth book, I'll try and get that published too. Yeah. Well so, done. Yeah. So how do people reach you? Facebook, social media, emails, phone calls, WhatsApp, so Telegram okay well i can't thank you enough this is an emotional story and um it's horrific the most horrific really, things that anyone can go through yeah no it's quite it's, horrific it's and, one after another one crime after another non-stop with 18 years but the idea the trick again the secret is to stay calm get on with your life focus on your skills do things you enjoy doing, not let the negativity get you down. Because I, like me, I've got more positives than I've had negatives in my life now. I can't thank you enough. This is an emotional story.
I'm numb to all this, okay? Because uh, poor me, it's my PTSD has made me numb, or is it my good coping mechanism, okay? Numbed me so I can't get too traumatised and driven crazy, probably. So this is your way of coping, actually? Probably, yeah, probably. I think it's good, okay, to, for me to be able to block it out, okay, and not feel the emotional aspect of it all. A lot yeah. of people will be kind of um, find it difficult to take everything in, actually. I've but, got to keep on being strong, okay, and get more yeah. justice. Yeah. Like I said um, earlier on, I'm reiterating it again. I'll try as much as possible to see um, if you can get CBT therapy. Yeah, I need that, I think. The trauma. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'll be back next week with another guest. Please kindly comment, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you. Thank you, Pauline, for coming on this show. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, kindly subscribe, comment, and leave a review. See you in our next episode. Rising Above Shadows of Abuse podcast with Grace Hoffman.